0: Section 9 of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, volume 7. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit librivox.org. Recording by PJ Huri. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, volume 7, by anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. Section 9 When it was the six hundred and sixty first night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious King, that when Karib beheld what had befallen his braves, he drew forth a golden mace which had belonged to Barkan, king of the Jinn, and clapped heel to his sea horse which bore him like the wind-gust in mid-field. Then he let drive at Batash, crying out, God is most great, he giveth aid and victory, and he abaseth whoso reject the faith of Abraham the friend, and smote him with the mace, whereupon he fell to the ground, and Karib, turning to the Muslims, saw his brother Sahim, and said to him, Pinion me this hound!" When Sahim heard his brother's words, he ran to Batash, and bound him hard and fast, and bore him off, whilst the Muslim braves wondered who this knight could be. And the Indians said one to other, "'Who is this horseman, which came out from among them, and hath taken our chief prisoner?' Meanwhile Karib continued to offer battle, and there issued forth to him a captain of the hindis whom he fell to earth with his mace and Kalajan and kurajan pinioned him and delivered him over to sahim nor did karib leave to do thus till he had taken prisoner two and fifty of the doughtiest captains of the army of hind then the day came to an end and the kettle drums beat the retreat whereupon karib left the field and rode toward the Muslim camp. The first to meet him was Sahim, who kissed his feet in the stirrups and said, May thy hand never wither, O champion of the age, tell us who thou art among the braves. So Karib raised his visor of mail, and Sahim knew him, and cried out, saying, This is your king and your lord Karib, who is come back from the land of the jinn. When the Muslims heard Karib's name, they threw themselves off their horses' backs and, crowding about him, kissed his feet in the stirrups and saluted him, rejoicing in his safe return. Then they carried him into the city of Oman, where he entered his palace and sat down on the throne of his kingship, whilst his officers stood around him in the utmost joy. Food was set on, and they ate. After which Karib related to them all that had betided him with the jinn in Mount Kaf, and they marvelled thereat with exceeding marvel, and praised Allah for his safety. Then he dismissed them to their sleeping places, so they withdrew to their several lodgings, and when none abode with him but Kalajan and Kurajan, who never left him, he said to them, can ye carry me to Kufa that I may take my pleasure in my harem, and bring me back before the end of the night? They replied, O oh, our lord, this thou askest is easy. Now, the distance between Kufa and Oman is sixty days' journey for a diligent horseman. And Kalijan said to Kurajan, I will carry him going and thou coming back. So, he took up Karib and flew off with him in company with Kurajan. Nor was an hour passed before they set him down at the gate of his palace in Gufa. He went in to his uncle al-Dameh, who rose to him and saluted him, after which quoth Karib, How is it with my wives Fakir Taj and Mahdia?" Al-Dameh answered, they are both well and in good case then the eunuch went in and acquainted the women of the harim with kharib's coming whereat they rejoiced and raised the trill of joy and gave him the reward for good news presently in came king kharib and they rose and saluting him conversed with him till al-dameh entered when Karib related to them all that had befallen him in the land of the jinn whereat they all marvelled then he lay with fekir taj till near daybreak when he took leave of his wives and his uncle and mounted kurajant back nor was the darkness dispelled before the two marids set him down in the city of oman then he and his men armed and he bade open the gates when behold up came a horseman from the host of the indians with jamra khan and Saadan, and the rest of the captive captains whom he had delivered and committed them to kharib the muslims rejoicing in their safety donned their mails and took horse while the kettle-drums beat a point of war and the miscreants also drew up in line and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say when it was the six hundred and sixty-second night she continued it hath reached me o auspicious king that when the muslim host mounted and rode to the plain of cut and thrust the first to open the door of war was king kharib who drawing his sword Al-Mahik, drove his charger between the two ranks and cried out saying whoso knoweth me hath enough of my mischief and whoso unknoweth me to him i will make myself known i am karib king of al iraq and al yaman brother of ajib when ra'ad shah son of the king of hind heard this he shouted to his captains, "Bring me Ajib." So they brought him, and Raad Shah said to him, "Thou, what is that? This quarrel is thy quarrel, and thou art the cause of all this slaughter. Now yonder standeth thy brother Karib, middlemost the fight field and steed, where sword and spear we shall wield. Go thou to him, and bring him to me a prisoner." THAT I MAY SET HIM ON A CAMEL ASI-VERSI, AND MAKE A SHOW OF HIM, AND CARRY HIM TO THE LAND OF HIND. ANSWERED Ajib, O oh, KING, SEND OUT TO HIM OTHER THAN I, FOR I AM IN ILL HEALTH THIS MORNING. BUT RA'AD SHAH SPARKED, AND SNORTED, AND CRIED, BY THE VIRTUE OF THE SPARKLING FIRE, AND THE LIGHT, AND THE SHADE, AND THE HEAT, unless thou fare forth to thy brother and bring him to me in haste i will cut off thy head and make an end of thee so ajib took heart and urging his horse up to his brother in midfield said to him o dog of the arabs and vilest of all who hammer down tent pegs wilt thou contend with kings take what to thee cometh and receive the glad tidings of thy death. When Karib heard this, he said to him, Who art thou among the kings? And Ajib answered, saying, I am thy brother, and this day is the last of thy worldly days. Now, when Karib was assured that he was indeed his brother Ajib, he cried out, and said, Ho, to avenge my father and mother! Then, giving his sword to Kalijan, he craved at Ajib and smote him with his mace a smashing blow and a swashing that went nigh to beat in his ribs, and seizing him by the mail gorges, tore him from the saddle and cast him to the ground. Whereupon the two marids pounced upon him and binding him fast, dragged him off dejected and abject whilst Karib rejoiced in the capture of his enemy and repeated these couplets of the poet, I have won my wish, and my need have scored. Unto thee be praise, and the thanks, O our Lord. I grew up dejected and abject poor, but Allah vouchsafed me all boons implored. I have conquered countries and mastered men, but for thee were I naught, O thou Lord adored. When Ra'ad Shah saw how evilly Ajib fared with his brother, he called for his charger, and donning his harness and haberjan, mounted and dashed out afield. As soon as he drew near King Karib, he cried out at him, saying, O basest of Arabs and bearer of scrubs, who art thou? THAT THOU SHOULDEST CAPTURE KINGS AND BRAVES, DOWN FROM THY HORSE, AND PUT ELBOWS BEHIND BACK, AND KISS MY FEET, AND SET MY WARRIORS FREE, AND GO WITH ME IN BONDS OF CHAINS TO MY reign, THAT I MAY PARDON THEE, AND MAKE THEE A sheath IN OUR OWN LAND, SO MAYEST THOU EAT THERE A bittock OF BREAD. When Karib heard these words, he laughed till he fell backwards and answered saying o mad hound and mangy wolf soon shalt thou see against whom the shifts of fortune will turn then he cried out to sahim saying bring me the prisoners so he brought them and Karib smote off their heads whereupon ra'ad shah craved at him with the driving of a lordly champion and the onslaught of a fierce slaughterer and they falsed and fainted and fought till nightfall when the kettle-drums beat the retreat and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say when it was the six hundred and sixty-third night she resumed it hath reached me o auspicious king that when the kettledrums beat the retreat the two kings parted and returned each to his own place where his people gave him joy of his safety and the Muslim said to kharib tis not thy want o king to prolong a fight and he replied o folk i have done battle with many royalties and champions but never saw i a harder hitter than this one had i chosen to draw al-mahik upon him i had mashed his bones and made an end of his days but i delayed with him thinking to take him prisoner and give him part enjoyment in al-islam thus far concerning karib but as regards ra'ad shah he returned to his marquis and sat upon his throne when his chiefs came in to him and asked him of his adversary and he answered by the truth of thy sparkling fire never in my life saw i the like of yonder brave but tomorrow i will take him prisoner and lead him away dejected and abject then they slept till daybreak when the battle drums beat to fight and the swords in Baldric were dight and war cries were cried amain and all mounted their horses of generous strain, and drew out into the field, filling every wide place and hill and plain. The first to open the door of war was the rider outrageous and the lion-rageous King Karib, who craved his steed between the two hosts, and wheeled and careered over the field, crying, Who is for fray?" who is for fight let no sluggard come out to me this day nor dullard before he had made an end of speaking out rushed ra'ad shah riding on an elephant as he were a vast tower in a seat girthed with silken bands and between the elephant's ears at the driver bearing in hand a hook wherewith he goaded the beast and directed him right and left When the elephant drew near Kharib's horse, and the steed saw a creature it had never before set eyes on, it took fright. Wherefore Kharib dismounted and gave the horse to Kaylajan. Then he drew al-Mahik, and advanced to meet Raj Shah afoot, walking on till he faced the elephant. Now it was Raj Shah's want, when he found himself overmatched by any brave, to mount an elephant taking with him an implement called the lasso, which was in the shape of a net, wide at base and narrow at top, with a running cord of silk passed through rings along its edges. With this he would attack horsemen, and casting the meshes over them, draw the running noose, and drag the rider off his horse, and make him prisoner. And thus had he conquered many cavaliers. So, as Karib came up to him, he raised his hand, and, dispreading the net over him, pulled him on to the back of the elephant, and cried out to the beast to return to the Indian camp. But Kailajan and Kurajan had not left Karib, and, when they beheld what had befallen their lord, they laid hold of the elephant, whilst Kharib strove with the net, till he rent it in sunder upon this the two Marids seized raj shah and bound him with a cord of palm fibre then the two armies drove each at other and met with a shock like two seas crashing or two mountains together dashing whilst the dust rose to the confines of the sky and blinded was every eye the battle waxed fierce and fell the blood ran in rills nor did they cease to wage war with lunge of lance and sway of sword in lustious way till the day darkened and the night starkened when the drums beat the retreat and the two hosts drew asunder now the muslims were evilly entreated that day by reason of the riders on elephants and giraffes and many of them were killed and most of the rest were wounded this was grievous to kharib who commanded the hurt to be medicine and turning to his chief officers asked them what they counseled answered they o oh, king tis only the elephants and giraffes that irk us were we but quit of them we should overcome the enemy quoth Kalajan and kurajan we twain will unsheath our swords and fall on them and slay the most part of them but there came forward a man of oman who had been privy counsellor to jaland and said o king i will be surety for the host and thou wilt but hearken to me and follow my counsel Karib turned to his captains and said to them Whatsoever this wise man shall say to you, that do. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say. End of section nine. Recording by P. J. Houri.